When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Coming off of a Dallas loss, we, we show up four days later to U.S. Bank and, and uh, you know, beat a really good Patriots team at right. home on a short week, really well-coached team where Kirk plays lights out. And then ultimately, as we kind of moved forward into, in, in, into January, I thought he played well against the Giants. And there's a lot of things from that game I'd like to have back. I know he's mentioned a bunch of things he's more comfortable with, how excited he is about moving forward. Uh, but, Mike, I, I believe we keep putting him in, in, in the best possible situations with the people we have around him, um, and we continue to build this thing that I feel very strong He can win some Kirk. games with Kirk Cousins. That's right, We're literally out of time games. now. I know. <laughs> Wait, That's you guys awesome. think that we are Kirk Cousins haters and bashers. Oh, Go God. listen to five minutes of Mike Florio's Pro Football Talk Live. So what was the setup to that, Dex? Was Florio just grilling KOC on how garbage Kirk Cousins is and checking down on fourth and eight? Yeah, I think he was just talking about um, more just like the season as a whole and overcoming adversity and also talking about Kirk. And that's where he was talking about how they, you know, overcame the Dallas loss four days later. And then I guess, you know, him and Sims were probably chomping it up about Kirk's future. What's funny is Sims is like, you can win games with Cousins. Didn't Sims have Cousins outside the top 15 in his quarterback rankings? Yeah, like Sims 15. is a bigger hater than we are, too. Oh, and Florio, massive, massive Vikings <laughs> fan who turned on Kirk long ago. Yes. And, and, and who who I think he thinks Kirk is largely garbage. Like, we've never said that. We don't think that. I think he's just like, this guy can't, he can't do it. Yeah, there's some, uh, there's some disdain there for sure here. Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We reject 500 football on this show because we just want the Vikings to do something they've never done in 60 plus years, which is win a Super Bowl before we die here. The show is presented by our friends at TCL, now an official partner of the NFL. No matter what you watch, TCL, we just hung a TCL. We got our couch yesterday. Very exciting. Heck yeah. Hung a TCL TV. We got two TCL TVs. Uh, constantly flipping around uh, these uh, off-season speculative shows. TCL has award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, all with stunning picture quality. And TCL makes more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, home appliances. TCL brings you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. Learn more at TCL.com. So uh, we were all, you know, yesterday we were texting each other, okay, what's the lead of Purple Daily going to be? We will get into the the NFL player survey that shows the Vikings being one of the most beloved franchises and facilities across the league. Uh, but we are saying to ourselves, okay, we can definitely recap the KOC press conference. There should be some interesting nuggets. I don't know if it was just like the weird questions he was being asked or he wasn't, he was up there for like 10 minutes or something. Um, but one thing really stood out and I'm going to throw it to Judd here. 
And you can even combine some of this with what Quasey said. Uh, the things that they're saying about Justin Jefferson are very, very interesting in a good way for Vikings fans. Yeah, fantastic way. And keep in mind that although he has two years left on his rookie contract, Justin Jefferson's up for an extension, which he almost assuredly is going to get before the season starts. My best guess is at the start of or right before training camp opens. But um, Quasi a couple days ago said a lot of things that we'll get to about Jefferson in a second. But first, I want you to listen to what Kevin O'Connell said about J.J., and I especially want you to focus on the end of what he said when you think of sort of the partnership between team and player. And I just watch the way he carries himself every single day and week, and uh, to say I'm excited about coaching Justin for a really long time is an understatement. And uh, as crazy as this sounds, leading the league in yards and in receptions, I, I really think you know him and I have just scratched the surface of where we want to go as an offense, and particularly uh, with him as you know our, our premier receiver. Okay, so on the surface, that's like okay, yeah, sounds great, sounds l- like a smart approach. But when you really think about it, okay, one is this is significant to me because when he's talking about Jefferson's involvement, he's not doing it as far as he's a star player and I'm going to make him as successful as possible. He's saying we, the offense and we, almost like Jefferson is an assistant, a partner. So he's not talking about, we've got a star player and it's up to me to use him. He's he's talking about involving Jefferson in really the philosophical standpoint of what they do offensively. He's also, in the scratching the surface portion of that, talking about a player who led the league in receptions and receiving yards in 2022. So he had a fantastic year. But he is rightfully saying, O'Connell is, yeah, that was great. Scratched the surface, which goes back to our conversation on M&J today about the fact that I think part of that is because they need a second receiver who can take the top off the opposing defenses. But the point is that O'Connell said that about Jefferson as an involvement of a player that you ordinarily don't hear. Two days before that, or a day before that, I should say, Quazy talked about the fact, he, he said at the podium, quote, I don't want to be the Vikings GM without this guy on our team. And then with the beat reporters later in the day said, paraphrasing here, Justin Jefferson's going to be kept in our conversations about roster building. Mm. So he's not, so he is, he is literally putting the quarter, I mean, the only player that I think you hear that about are quarterbacks. He is literally putting the quarterback mantra on Jefferson to be like, oh, hell yeah, we're going to include him. Now, keep in mind, they have to now go in and negotiate a contract extension. Basically, two of the most powerful people in the organization are saying, he's going to break the bank. We know that. And to his representatives from CAA, here's more ammunition for you. We're talking about his importance here. Like, we are actually building your case for a contract extension that's going to break the bank and be the highest for a wide receiver in the entire league. We're building a case for you. That's how little we care about the fact that we know it's going to take place. Yeah. I find all of this to be super interesting. And I find it to be a really, um, it's really intriguing that you're talking about a receiver as basically the type of partner that you ordinarily talk about a quarterback like. And the last thing is that, and the last thing is this. For all of you who say, well, if Kirk's not there, isn't Jefferson going to be upset? Isn't Jefferson going to be mad if he doesn't have Kirk? They are essentially telling you 
the next quarterback will be picked probably by three people. Kwesi Adolfo Kevin O'Connell, and Justin Jefferson. You know, this is so... I love this. You've opened up some really interesting paths here. Let's start with the fact that, and you kind of just said it a few seconds ago, they, the way they're talking about Jefferson and the we and the partnership, it's the way that you hear a head coach and a GM talk about a quarterback partnership. Now, they also talk about Kirk in that way. They talk about you know, meeting with Kirk. And I don't want to say that they're talking about Jefferson that way, but they're not talking about, they're talking about both guys that way. It just so happens that one of them is 23 years old still. Right. The other one's about to be 35 years old in a few months. And Jefferson turns 24 in uh, June. So Jefferson will be 24 going into the season. Kirk will be 35. There's an 11 year age gap between these two guys. Yep. But the Vikings are looking at the long haul here. They're looking at, two years, five years, ten years down the road, and ideally Justin Jefferson is a part of all of that time period. Well, Kirk won't be. So that, to me, I don't know if this is intentional or if it's just sort of the way that they speak about the inclusive football culture that you know helped build a 13-win team last year. But to the second point you just made, the way they're going about treating Jefferson, pumping his tires, and apparently now including him in personnel discussions, scheming discussions, right? All of that serves to make it an easier transition for whenever they do find a new quarterback. If you're just kind of, hey, listen, you're a wide receiver. Why don't you just shut your mouth, just go work out and work on yourself? It's a lot harder than to say at some point, whether it's this year, next year, in three years from now, at at some point, if they sign Jefferson to a long-term contract extension, they are going to have to confront life after Kirk Cousins. To this point, Kirk has been responsible for, uh, what, 4,800 receiving yards on Jefferson's resume, 25 receiving touchdowns on Jefferson's resume, and 324 receptions. Another quarterback will come in and have to pump those statistics to Justin Jefferson. If you include him in that process of, hey, let's, let's scheme together. Hey, let's keep you in the loop on personnel. He feels like he's taking ownership of the offense and the franchise. I think you have to be a little careful not to go too far with that because I don't want, you know, think about, you know, when I was growing up, Kevin Garnett was one of my uh, favorite athletes and he was one of the greatest basketball players in the last 30 years and certainly the greatest Timberwolf. And uh, they, you know, there's been organizations that have kind of done this with LeBron. Like LeBron wanted Westbrook. They could have had a bunch of three point shooters that blew up in their face. You know, Kevin Garnett wanted some of his guys and they could never find a balance there. You got to be a little too careful handing over full keys to players to make personnel moves. But a healthy dose of inclusion in the conversation, ownership in what they're doing should alleviate the concerns of what happens when you have to move off Kirk Cousins. That day is coming. And I think based on what KOC and Quasi have talked about this week at the Combine, they're handling this very, very well with Jefferson to make him a part of this thing for the long haul. I think what they're also saying, rightfully so right now, is, again, he's 23, turns 24 in June. And on the surface, as far as I know, there's nothing he hasn't handled well. Mm-hmm. So, like, when the day comes, if he becomes a diva or he becomes a problem or he is, he is doing things that aren't best for the, the team, then that gets addressed. But until then, this kid, 
He is a tremendous talent, but personality-wise for his age, he is the anti-Randy Moss. He is. He's mature. He has, and, and Kwesi said this at his podium session on what now? Wednesday or Tuesday. He said that Justin Jefferson is a guy who who is mature. He is a guy who only wants to, to win. He told the story, and I think Kwesi did, did this intentionally, and it's smart. But, you know, if we're to believe the story, and I do, that initially when they first met and a receiver was probably the Tyree Kill contract, uh, got paid, and Kwesi's like, you know, you're, you're going to get yours. And Jefferson supposedly came back with, I just want to win. That's mm-hmm. what I want to do. Um, Love it. That's a telling thing. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, at, at probably around 22 then, or he, he had just turned 23 then. Like, think about that for a second. So I think what they're saying is, dude, you have shown that everything from a playing standpoint and from a personnel standpoint and from a locker room standpoint that we have put on your plate, you have done a great job with. So why not? Like, I'm with you, Phil. I think it's a di- it's a slippery slope when the person starts to prove that they can't handle that and you continue down that, that path. Yeah. But as long as the guy, and Jefferson has, proves at every turn he can handle what they give him and basically still says, you know what my goal is? To win damn football games? I think that's a very different conversation at this point. Mm. Yeah. One other thing, too, on the Randy Moss front, and I get that it's a different era. It's 20, 20 years ago. But uh, it's – when you look at – I would take Randy Moss if I just needed an explosive, hey, we need a touchdown. Send a guy down the field. He's one of the most unguardable, down the field, put the arm up in the air, out jump three defenders – in 1998, in 2003, 2007, right? So in terms of just being a home run threat in any given moment, Randy Moss is the greatest of all time. But when you start to dig a little bit deeper, did you know, for instance, and now the game is more pass-friendly now, there's better quarterbacks, more accurate quarterbacks now, but uh, Randy Moss caught 56% of the throws that were targeted to him in his career, 56%. Justin Jefferson, just a tick under 70% catch percentage. Randy mm-hmm. Moss in his career only averaged 90 yards per game or more twice. Mm-hmm. 2007, 2003, Jefferson has averaged over 90 yards per game twice already in three years. 95 yards per game in 2021, 106 yards per game, which led the NFL in 2022. So I know a lot of people think it's absurd to compare. Well, you, you guys are, this is just recency bias. I watched Randy Moss's entire career as a conscious, mostly adult. He is the better home run threat. I think Justin Jefferson is the more well-packaged total right. receiver and right. seems to be less of a less of a cancer is, uh, is selling him short because Randy Moss could be a cancer in certain locker rooms. Mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson enhances the locker room. If things went wrong, Randy was a problem, right? Like, if things went wrong, and, and I mean, hell, Mike Tice had to come up with a Randy ratio, mm-hmm. a ratio to keep him pleased. Justin Jefferson so far has shown none of that. Um, I also, but I do think that the one thing that they, they have in common that cannot be overlooked, and it's a special thing, is how smart they are on the field, how they run their routes. You know, it's amazing. Like, you don't understand the importance of actually 
running a crisp, great route until you see guys who are talented that can't do it. Laquan Treadwell, right? Cordero Patterson. Cordell Patterson bounced around, not because he's not a tremendous first-round talent of an athlete, but because he couldn't run a route, and he finally got put a running back. So if there's a commonality between the two, I think it's the specialness of the player himself and their ability to be precisely where they're supposed to be most of the time. But yeah, I think the Jefferson thing, I think it's very intriguing, and and until the Vikings have proven that they're doing it wrong, I think it's it's a very interesting thing to say we have this very... Um, special, special player. How do we use him best? Mm-hmm. And how do we get the most fr- from him, not just as a player, but also as a person? I will pick one nit with what KOC said. He said, we're we're just scratching the surface of what we yep. can do with the with Justin Jefferson. No, you're not. He caught 128. He led the NFL with 128 receptions. He led the league with 1,809 yards last year. He led the league in yards per game. He had, uh, I guess, eight touchdowns could be higher. He averaged 14, 15 yards a catch. Scratching this. No, is there a 2,000-yard season in there somewhere? Sure. I no. think he. I think he's talking about the fact that the, the games in which Justin was taken away to a certain degree and disappeared, if you have the second receiver, won't ha- happen as much. I think that's what he's talking about. I think he's ta- talking about, and plus, I think that there is a, so, Again, I think part of what he's saying is the inclusion of Jefferson in like the offensive philosophy. So not just like him and his statistics, but I think what he, I think in Kevin's mind, he thinks, okay, I came here, you know, in what, almost March or in February after the Super Bowl Mm -hmm. last year, I installed things, had a lot of players that we had back and he probably didn't do nearly as much as he wanted to and he certainly didn't like the fact that the team at times disappeared in like the second and third quarters so i think the scratching the surface thing also might entail the entire philosophy which i think in his mind rotates around justin jefferson yeah so i'm not sure it's just the player statistics i just think it's kind of funny that like i mean they've they've been maxing him out pretty well (laughs) so are there are there are there little edges that you can gain in certain spots Yes, but when I hear scratching the surface, to me yeah. it means, oh, like beneath the surface there's a treasure trove of more. Can you imagine? I don't know that there's a treasure trove of more that you can get out of a guy that was the offense, the AP Offensive Player of the Year in 2022. But So I've got two things. One is, can you imagine if, if you, as we discussed on M&J, had a real deep threat? So one, defenses now are sort of like, oh, crap. Two, if you improve, because this is the thing. The Vikings' run game was not good. It was really not good. If you improve that a tick or three, mm-hmm. and now play action becomes a real problem. I'm just saying, I think Kevin O'Connell, so I think, yes, I'm with you. Scratching the surface is is very arbitrary when it comes to Jefferson because he's been so good. But scratching the surface offensively, I agree with completely. Boy, I mean, if you could add a number two explosive wide receiver, a run game, and another year of Justin Jefferson. I who no, get, the hold on. Hold on. Hold on. get the flag. Hold on. Get the flag. If we're just scratching the surface. Yep. That is scratching the surface. Get the there, bleeping going, flag. Yep. Going right by the microphone. <laughs> there we go. Amazing. Uh speaking of flags, okay. Uh, a couple of golf nerds on this show. That would be Declan rocking the Ricky Fowler Puma hat today. Thank you. And myself, we love to go out there and hack around. So 
We have a cool offer for any golf nerds out there. 14 rounds of golf for $90. How does that sound? 14 rounds of golf for $90. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available at scorenorth.com. So you get 13, 18 whole rounds of golf for, well, 14 uh, for one low price of $90. It's a $400 value. Maybe even more than that, quite frankly, if you start to break down the math. Uh, Go to scorenorth.com. That's S-K-O-R-North.com. And type in the keyword passport, passport at scorenorth.com to get all sorts of free golf. Also, before we get to people raving about the Vikings facilities, not just people, players in the NFL and where the Vikings rank, a shout-out to our friends at Livia helping change lives of Purple Daily listeners the last year and a half or so. Yes. um, So if if you are trying to drop some pounds, your first-round pick should be my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers, and again, I said weight control centers. Look at the guy on the left, look at the guy on the right. Okay, this is not a diet, it's not a fad, it's not a quick fix. This is a solution to your weight problems, and yes, you you can drop weight too. I dropped 40 pounds, you can lose 20, 40, 50, whatever you decide, and right now, if you join today, you're going to get eight weeks for free. Eight weeks for free. 855-GO-LIVIA. Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com. That's where you start. And again, eight weeks for free. I mean, I'm talking about a top 10 draft selection in the world of weight loss here. Mm, mm, mm. Mm-hmm. Just giving away all kinds of stuff for free on the show here today. Get ready for one incredible night of rock with Static X. And Seven Dust. Machine Killer North American Tour, Saturday, May 18th, Myth Live, with special guests, Dope, and Lines of Loyalty. Tickets on sale now at MythLive.com or eTix.com. Don't miss Static X and Seven Dust. All right, so this came out yesterday. In fact, uh, the president of the NFL Players Association unveiled this, J.C. Treader, the guy that we were stumping for. Oh, was this J.C. Treader? Yeah, I think J.C. Treader. your guy. Stumping for... Uh, for J.C. Treader, basically every show for like three months last year. So this is the first time that the NFL Players Association has ever done a survey. And I'm going to read you this write-up from SI.com, Will Raggetts, because he does a great job explaining here. It's a new team report card survey of roughly 1,300 NFL players run by the NFL Players Association. The Vikings rank number one overall of number one overall out of 32 teams across eight different categories measuring off-the-field player satisfaction. Hmm. It's the first time the NFLPA has ever conducted such an exercise. Every player on a 2022 roster was sent a series of questions calling for quantitative and qualitative answers about their own organization. Here were the eight categories. Treatment of families, nutrition, weight room, strength staff, training room, Training staff, locker room, travel. So how happy are you or upset across all thirty of all thirty-two teams, all thirteen hundred players, all eight categories? I think the commanders were thirty-two, if I'm not mistaken. Not shocking. I am shocked by that. Bunch of clowns. The Vikings received incredibly strong grades across the board, ranking as the best overall team in the league, they got an A-plus for strength staff, training room, training staff, and locker room, an A for treatment of families, weight room, and travel, and an A-minus for nutrition. 
A lot of hot dish in Minnesota. That tater tot hot dish. Uh, Fridays. Who's the guy that's like, eh, it's a B. It's a B for them. Each of these marks were at worst tied for fifth best. So they were top five or best in all of these yeah. categories. Here's yeah. a quick blurb from the from the overview. And there's actually, I don't know why they decided to do a drive-by with a, a specific name here, but I'll read it. Uh, the Vikings are ranked as the best team in our guide. 100% of the players feel like Ziggy Wilf is willing to spend money to upgrade the facilities. And that assessment makes sense as the Vikings have gone through three significant upgrades in recent years. Their facility was recently built and is considered state-of-the-art this past year. They replaced Mike Zimmer with Kevin O'Connell, who through his first year is regarded as one of the most player-friendly head coaches, according to the survey. Additionally, the former head trainer, who several players had negative experiences with, the Eric Sugarman, <laughs> moved on from the organization. The Vikings are a shining example of what is possible when a concerted investment is made in both staffing and facilities. So, uh, Eric Sugarman, longtime Vikings head trainer. Shug, how long? Absolutely Shug. thrown under the bus in this well, NFLPA survey. So, so what do you th- make this of is all a- this? This is actually important. Um, the most important thing to me, and and um, certainly if the offers are close, it, it can be a tipping point. Free agency. Free agency is like if you and I don't know, let's say the Packers and Giants are in on a player, it's going to be a huge thing when you can take them to TCL, which is gorgeous. I mean, it's a bleeping college campus. Um, you could take them to your, your stadium. Uh, and I think the important thing, too, is a lot of what got um, high grades previously and still probably is, is word of mouth stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Training staff, what's the, you know, what are things like? How's the coach? You know, I'm sure that by the end, and this is not to continue to throw more people under the bus, I'm sure Zim didn't get great grades, right? Hey, what's Mike like? He's in a bad mood all the time. I don't want to play for him then. So I do think that that um, when it comes to free agency, if the offers are close. So I'm not saying that if a team blows you away, if the Vikings have, you know, the fourth offer out of four and it's a long ways away from one, they ain't going to get the player. Yeah. But I do think it's important that this team, and I've, I've told this story before, you know, this team used to bring free agents here back in the day when Mike Tice was here, take them out to dinner, try and get them drunk, and then take them to Winter Park. Yeah. Because it's like, it's embarrassing. Put your beer like, goggles on before we show you our home. <laughs> yes. And like on the back, you know. When, like the, when, like when Batman it, takes someone back to his uh, bat cave. Yeah. So like they have to like be passed out in the. Uh, when the Red owned the team, that back, that back berm was overgrown with weeds. Yeah. You know, so I would not sell this short. I think what this does is it crystallizes something that players uh, among themselves have talked about which is what gives you an advantage. I'm going through some some of these grades are hilarious, by the way. The Bengals so. was great. Let me see the Bengals. They, he, they're like 28th. The coach is loved. The people are loved. Okay. They treatment practice of, under freeway. Treatment of families, F. Nutrition, F minus. Yes. The, the, Saints, the Saints also have an F minus for nutrition. They're just eating like jambalaya with... Yeah. Fried crawfish or what? A lot of sandwiches and yeah, plenty of that. Skyline chili in Cincy every day at Skyline with some crackers. Bengals, training room, D minus, locker room, D. 
Now, I want you to see, not to turn this into a Kirk Cousins discussion I, by any means. I, I but, going. But I so, so the Cincinnati Bengals two years ago had one of the worst rosters in the entire league. Even as of last year, they have a really shaky offensive line. And they apparently treat families of players like crap. They have the worst nutrition grade of any organization in the NFL. Horrible training room, locker room, and facilities. And yet, they're one of the best teams in the NFL. I wonder why. Culture changers, man. Yep. Amazing. Okay, the Washington Commanders just... Oh, they, okay, they have one A plus. It's it's F F minus F minus D D plus. They have one A plus, and it's a strength staff grade. Hell, the strength Trouble. staff. It's tough because you work with these people. These are humans. Like you could you could go for treatment of families. It can be kind of vague, right? It's the organization for locker room. It's not a it's not a human being. You could rip it. Most of the strength staff grades are A's or B's except for a couple notable instances. The Falcons, these are, again, the Falcons players giving their own strength staff that they work with every day a D-. minus. The Ravens wow. gave their strength staff an F-, minus, which maybe plays wow. into, for instance, what, um, and they gave the training room a C. So today, Rashad Bateman, it was someone from the Ravens, was it their GM that was talking about how they like have bad wide receivers? He was quoted as saying, like, you know, we need better wide receivers or something. And Rashad Bateman, he deleted it like an hour later. But he absolutely nuked the Ravens for always having injured players. Why don't you take better care of us? Stop blaming Lamar. Stop blaming the receivers, this and that. So good for the Vikings for being straight A's or A-pluses or A-minuses across the board here. They got the good chefs. How hard is it? I mean, these are multi-billion dollar franchises. Yep. How are you not providing players top-end nutrition? Like the Arizona Cardinals, F-minus for nutrition. <laughs> Bengals, F-minus. What are you feeding your players? Well, do you're, players you're perhaps want like pancakes, like bad food? Like, where are the candy bars? Okay, we hate your nutrition. <laughs> but it's fruit. I hate fruit. This Who is knows? Amazing. Okay, in fact, for nutrition, okay, there's a bunch of A's here, but a third of the league, maybe, no, dude, half the league Half the league, it looks like, is grading their nutrition a D-plus or worse. Bears, Browns, Chiefs, Commanders, Panthers, Broncos, Colts, Jaguars, Rams, Buccaneers, Lions, Chargers, Cardinals, Bengals, Saints, all a D or worse for nutrition. How would you like to be the Chiefs chef? It's like, we're a, what a great organization. I work for the Chiefs. And the grade comes out. It's like, yeah, but you're really crappy at your job. Pat Mahomes hates you. <laughs> I mean, like, it's for, is it, you know, okay, I'm going to tell a story here real quick. About 10 years ago, old Macadac was looking for a little bit of better, you know, get his health on track. He had gained some weight. Um, I think I was working at that time a 4 to 7 p.m. live radio shift. So I was, you know, Roycey and Mackie was 4 to 6. Yep. And then I would do a solo hour from 6 to 7. And so by the time I got home, and then sometimes I'd be at the ballpark or something, you know, till 11. Sure. Um, by the time I got home at the earliest, it was 7.30, 7.45. At the latest, it was late at night. And it was, I just was like, the last thing I want to do after a long day is like start from scratch and cook my own meal. So I was in that sort of pattern of, I'm making excuses here, right? But 
I could either order something, grab something on the go. I really don't want to make my own food. So I looked up personal chefs. And again, like not exactly living in the penthouse here, making, uh, you know, NFL money. You can get, this is like eight, 10 years ago. You can hire people that will just make you for like 10 or $15 a meal. They'll just like make you meals. They'll send them to you at the beginning of the week, put them in a Tupperware container. You say, all right, here's the dietary things. I want protein, no carbs, or, you know, whatever, whatever it is you need. If idiots like me eight or nine years ago can make this happen and create a healthy lifestyle, how are half the teams in the NFL graded a D or worse in nutrition? That's mind-blowing to me. I want to know what they expect, though. Like, like are players, like, do, do they just not like the offerings? Are they really not being nutritionally fed correctly? Like, I'd like to know what the what the cutoff line is for what you're what you're trying to grade here. I don't know. The Packers are you know, an A, by the way, in nutrition. All they all they're eating is cheese, is fifteen different types of pepper jack, and sounds great. I gotta think. I gotta think that no. I, I mean, is is there a team where you like show up and it's like some chocolate cake over here, an apple pie over here? We got here. Uh, tiramisu and carrot cake for lunch yeah, today, like, guys. Enjoy. Can you imagine if they did this for MLB teams? Like baseball players just eat. You know, I know the Target Fields like chefs are pretty good, but not the but, twins. But not the twins. Like the twins. The twins have them good. have legit have legit staff. But I would love to see what they would feed. Like how they would rank these in in MLB as well. Yeah. Bravo to the NFL Players Association for shining a light on which organizations. The Cowboys are probably the second highest graded team. Uh, the Dolphins are pretty high. The Dolphins are very high, actually. So Eagles are pretty high across the board. Very, very interesting, boys. All right. It is time here. I'll let you hit the uh, the the graphic here, Dex. But it's time for the random Viking of the week on Purple Daily where we pit. In this case, it'll be Judd versus me. In a battle of wits, Judd's got his notepad ready. So Declan has come up with a series of clues. He's going to throw out clues one by one. We get up to three incorrect guesses each as we battle each other. We can ask questions to Declan. He can refuse to answer. Declan, last week we did one at the golf show. Yeah. And it turned out that Judd battled Rudy Pavich from the Tom Bernard show. And uh, correctly guessed, Judd did Christian Ponder as the random Viking last week. Okay. Before that, re- some recent random Vikings: Thomas Tapay, Herschel Walker, Chester Taylor, Chad Beebe, Mick Tinglehoff, Warren Moon. Judd has a forty-six to twenty-seven lead all time on me and Declan as we alternate weeks. All right, let's do this random Viking of the week. No First Googling. clue. First clue. No googling, please. No googling. This random Viking of the week was six foot two, 235 pounds. Okay. Any guesses? Yeah. Any guesses? I think I got it. I got it. I'm just, I want one more clue. Okay. This random Viking of the week is cousins with another random Viking of the week, Jamarcus Sanford. Cousins with Jamarcus Sanford? Yeah, according to the Pro, Pro, Pro Football Reference page, yes, he is uh, cousins with Jamarcus Sanford. I remember Jamarcus well. I covered him. I think someone covered him, too. He didn't cover many people on his end. That's right. <laughs> he blew him up, <laughs> He loved to hit. Ooh, loved to hit. Uh, this random Viking of the week, and I, I checked this. I believe it still stands. Holds 
two NFL records. Um. Wow, I think I know. I think I might have a guess. I don't know if I know it. Okay. Is it Cordero Patterson? It is not Cordero Patterson. I like how Declan did, did the deke. Yep. He did the deke thing. Mm-hmm. He's like, he was trying to show that you got it right, and then he pulled the plug. Hmm. Okay. Uh, this random Viking of the week was the Outback Bowl MVP. Here's a great clue, which I'm sure will tip you guys off. This random Viking of the week hails from Batesville, Mississippi, which is the same birthplace of hip-hop star Soulja Boy. (laughs) I don't know if you ever cranked that, Judd, but um, if you have or if you've kissed me through the phone, uh, Soulja Boy, great lyricist of of the uh, mid-2000s, 2010s, I should say. Gonna have to admit I'm not familiar. Okay. All right. I would love to see Judd crank that for TikTok. Marcus Sanford's cousin. Okay, this is uh, this is really interesting because I kind of want to talk this out, but I don't want to give Judd too many clues. I think it. I think it has to be. Talk Talk all you want. I'll listen. But then the got a clue. Got a guess. Yeah, we already burned one. (laughs) No, you got the clues, buddy. I, I do have another guess, but I'm, I'm only like 15% confident in it. I don't think this player played in the Outback Bowl, but all the other things could, could I don't know. Uh, this random Viking of the week once received votes for Defensive Player of the Year. Wow, okay. That was way off. This random Viking of the week was out of the NFL by his age 28 season. So he was 27 in his last full season. By age 28, he was no longer in the NFL. Oh. Okay, is it E.J. Henderson? I almost did E.J. Henderson for this week's edition. Wow. I thought about him. Can I, I get a half it. a point for I, 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 no. He was on the list of guys I, I was researching last night, and I, I, I did almost thought – I thought about using him. So I, I, was, uh, I was using my telepathic – Abilities there. I I sensed. I'm I am a sports medium. I'm not sure if you sure if you guys knew that. Mm. I could sense a little E. J. Henderson coming from Declan today. Interesting. But. Okay. Votes for defensive well, player of the year, but he was out of the league by 28. My aggressiveness is gonna. Defensive. Uh, in 2002, Jason Whitlock wrote a very interesting column on this player. What year? 2002. His name is blank, as in mud. Dwayne Rudd. Bang. Darn it. I would have had Dwayne Rudd before that last clue, by the way. Jason Whitlock, a Kansas City columnist. Dwayne Rudd. Yeah. I was going to say, and this would have been the bigger giveaway, in my opinion, outside of the rhyming with mud. Uh, he is known for throwing his helmet. Yeah. That, I think oh, yeah. that would have set it off. Um, the NFL record he holds. Do you guys know what the NFL yeah. record he holds? No. He uh, holds the single season record for most fumble yards returned. So he had what? two touchdowns in 98. 
uh, and he accumulated 157 yards on both of those touchdown recoverees. Wow. Which shares an NFL record. Amazing. There it is. All right. Back in the win column, Mackie and Declan. Mm -hmm. Nice work, boys. Nice work. There it is. Very nice work. Very nice work. I think I was about running out of clues there, too, so that that worked out. um, out That's two in a row for, uh, for you giving me... Players here: Thomas Tapay and Dwayne Rudd. We were on a little bit of a. Dry oh, I thought it was Dex that got that got uh, Tapay. No, I I was the, I was giving the clues on on, on Tapay. Mm. Random Viking of the week, right there. The game that everyone's talking about. It's all the rage. <laughs> yeah. Among Vikings fans. <laughs> oh, I love it. So uh, we should. We're going to have more details at some point, but I believe the date is April twenty seventh. But the fir- the first night of the NFL draft, we will presented by Surly. We will be gathering once again for a Purple Daily live draft party. At Judd's house. It'll actually be in Judd's living room. <laughs> yeah. You're all welcome. How many people can we fit in your living room? Um, can we, can we... No. Uh, at, at le- oh, man. Comfortably, at least four or five. <laughs> okay. We'll, uh, we'll do, we'll do sign-ups. We'll do a random drawing. You can come hang out in Judd's living room. But, yeah, mark your calendars. Book your flights if you're coming in from Georgia, from Florida. We had people coming in from Texas, California last year, and we'll let you know exactly where in the Twin Cities that will take place. So a couple months away, we're into March here. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Please click the subscribe button and the like button on this episode of Purple Daily. Help spread the word about this daily Vikings fan community. You are helping us build, and we'll see you tomorrow.